what is up welcome to numb bills fan uh live sort of kind of on a video going to be uploaded everywhere podcast number 240 i am joined by mike smith who is at fantasy smitty f-a-n-t-a-s-y-s-m-i-t-t-y on twitter and uh if you're watching the video you'll see him in his little uh russian with love hat on it's kind of cute and um you'll see the green screen in the background i'm sitting in the stadium we got some snow coming in and uh excited to be here it's been a, a quiet little off season for numb bills fan here and um as you can see we got some new stuff we got a koozie over here i'll show it to you on the screen it's pretty dope you know numb bills fan like my shirt if you look the shirt has a little logo of the script i'll stand up hold on Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Wow. Great. Anyways, and then we also have uh, this other stuff. Got this tank top from Rob Antonucci. Hold it up. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. And what that does is uh, it's icicles, okay, for a summer tank top. So, again, if uh, you're looking for designs, this is brought to you by Burger Designs on Instagram. So, follow him. Uh, Rob is a great dude. He gets art over to you quickly. And as always, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports, just friends of the show. So thank you to San Tripoli for supporting over the years and doing your Punch Drunk Network whenever your website drops out, you know, 30 years later. So pretty stoked um, if that happens. But either way, we're here to talk about the draft. I got Mike Smith on the damn line. You guys know I love Mike Smith. Um, a little background info, Mike Smith is really dope because... Um, I started breaking down the bills out of boredom with my friends in this band, Fork Tongues, uh, Chris Polk, shout out to him. Um, and we would just like watch the bills with our other friends. I'd go to the sports page on Monroe and just like be like, the bills can't be this bad. I remember watching um, McCalvin fumble. I was at the sports page, you know, and, and ever since that, I, I've been more or less like a couple seasons prior, like, let's dive into it. The bills can't suck. You know, they got bled, so they didn't help him out. You know, he comes back around, says all this stuff like, you know, they never helped me with my first-round draft picks. McGahee didn't really help right away. He was hurt for a year. And, frankly, they got lost, man. You know, and you can't talk about that stuff as a pro athlete until you're well into retirement. So, in hindsight, you hear all that, you know. So, um, I'm pretty excited to dive into the draft because uh, if you're a, a listener of the show, you know that Mike has done a draft show with us, um, I believe, the last two years, or at least definitely last year. Did you do the one two years prior, Mike? I sure did, buddy. You did. Okay, that's right. We had Drunk Dean on the side. We had powerful Jeff Knight. Shout out, love Jeff Knight. And um, Drunk Dean was we, in the room. It was fun, man. Um, we uh, we talked about donuts that year. That's got, right. That's right. Got pretty heated donuts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we're here with the draft, and, and Mike Smith and I called it with Josh Allen. That's right, because Mike Smith had a quarterback breakdown, and he had Josh Allen as the sixth ranked for him. And I was like, no way they're doing it. And I never thought the Bills would be more loaded going into a draft than the year of Bean's first time at the draft. And the Bills took Trey White and traded out from Pat Mahomes and say whatever you want. They passed on two league MVPs two years in a row. Whoever's fault or not that is, I don't know. To me, that's a big deal. Um, well, It's hard I to mean, call it that way, Mike. You know what I mean? But like at the same time. If you're going to take Josh Allen and give up all those things like we were talking about, you better have a landing spot for him, and I'll let you go with that. Do you want to give, like, a 30-second reset on where you sat with Josh yeah. Allen and lead us into now? I mean, he's outperformed my expectations. I still don't know if he's the guy. He still 
going all the way back to then when I saw the tape, he still has to work on his accuracy. Um, I'd like him to be able to hit that deep ball better. Um, but his ability to maintain the ball, ball possession, I mean, that's improved over the years. So there, there is definitely positive things. Obviously, I was never worried about his running ability um, or his ability to extend plays. I mean, he definitely very athletic and can do that without question. It's, it's the accuracy. It's what would take a mid or back end NFL quarterback and project them into elite status. Um, that's what I'm looking for still. Um, and it shouldn't be any question because he has all of the weapons that anyone could ask for now on offense. So we're going to find out real soon next year. In, in Josh Allen's defense, um, I don't want to say too little too late for Josh, but year one, they set him up with the same staff that trotted out Peterman. I was not about it. This is stupid because you're on a limited time with these guys. Sports is way different. There is no loyalty to the laundry. There's loyalty to, to the green. That's the only laundry you should care about. And frankly, if you're a human being and you work, you should be supporting the players and their options and, and them to do what they want to do. Fuck a hometown discount. Screw all that. And frankly, you wasted one year with Josh Allen. And then year two with Josh Allen, you just moneyballed the offensive line. And I guess it kind of worked. But Cody Ford looks maybe to me a little bit overdrafted. Uh, they can't settle on whether he's a right tackle or a right guard. And I just, how long does it take? What, what I don't like is how long does it take to, to get an assemblance of a decent offensive line? It shouldn't take that long. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it's just they made it look so hard, and then the kid gets destroyed, and you have your franchise quarterback and design runs and all this crap. And I like it. You know, you win, but I want to see something consistent. And I'm willing to do that, but they frankly set Josh Allen up to fail year one. And you can't mess with his confidence. He had no veteran brought in for him. They put him behind Peterman. And you want to tell me trust the process? You put him behind the statistically worst quarterback in the league. And then you don't even have an offensive line for him. Oh, incognito and wood. We got screwed before the draft. Yeah, they left two months, like, like a month before, month and a half. Make adjustments. Maybe you just take Lamar Jackson when he falls to you. You know, why, is it easier to build around a, a Lamar Jackson and get offensive linemen who, what do they know how to do? They know how to run block, okay? You could have brought in offensive linemen with Lamar or another guy or Josh Allen with not Tremaine Edmonds per se, with other highly talented offensive linemen, maybe rookie year or with Tremaine Edmonds or the year before and start developing it. And can they offensive line coach? Can they, uh, you know, it's like, they, they went two years with the offensive staff, and one of them got one year. They got to be with Josh Allen, which is horrible. You well, know? They, the one thing that, that that I do approve of this staff is their money management. They're not, like, pissing money away. Um, they have literally righted the ship on all dead money. Their financial situation is very good right now. Um, so the trade that they just made with Diggs, obviously we talked about, um, and then going into this draft, I, I felt like they were in a good position. 
And I think they did some things that I wanted to see them do, even though they weren't pressing needs. I just felt like, hey, it, it's one of those drafts and let's go this route. And they did. So let's kick it. Yeah, dude. I'm uh, so let it be told. I texted Eric Turner, cover one today. Uh, shout out to cover one done big supporter of the show, fan of the show. Um, and Greg Thompson out there. Great, great podcast host. Love listening to Greg. He's supposed to come on soon. So I have a notepad. And, uh, oh, wait, you can't see that size blank. But as you can see, all my notes so far has been on Drake Crom, and I ran out of paper. And then I have everybody else. And, Mike, I got blanks. So this is the overview podcast. After this one, we're going to do the Drake Crom cast, okay? And uh, I'm pretty stoked to get into it. So this has been my – I told Eric. I go, dude, Eric, this is my favorite bean draft. And um, I don't want to speak for him because he's going to have some conduct coming out. And uh, what he told me, we'll keep it to him. Um, and he's a, you know, he's pretty. I don't want to say good, bad, and different. You know, he's gonna have content coming out on CoverOne.net, so I'm not trying to steal his thunder here. So, um, let's dive into it, man. This is my favorite draft. Um, real quick, a reset. I had Kevin Masirian episode number two thirty eight or two thirty nine, and we talked about Stefan Diggs. Now, Mike, me. I have been very harsh on Brandon Bean because I frankly dug into the media of hook, line, and sinker. Probably listened to too much John Murphy show back in the day of, oh, the Bills can't do wrong. And come to find out, Russ Brandon did make a lot of picks in the first round. Come to find out, that is the truth, you know, because it's marketing. And um, I like the genius of Brandon Bean getting Stefan Diggs. Um, I don't know how stoked Diggs is. Allegedly, he's stoked, but, like, the Bills have a powerful public relations department. And um, I've always been sold to groom your guys from the previous regime, you know? So that's why I'm kind of like, well, what the, what the hell are we doing here? Well, Brandon Bean made a move, the one I like, which is I didn't want the Bills, Mike, to take a wide receiver year one and have to deal with this development time. You know, I don't want to deal with transitional time. Screw that. Well, I don't – I mean, I am – totally all on board there but i feel like as time is going forward i think the wide receivers are starting to come in the more wide receivers are starting to come into the league ready to perform year one than in previous years but like i said before about the digs thing it, it was a perfect time to buy because now you definitely don't have to worry about the grooming process if there was going to be one and you have him at a perfect time of a contract he's already in. Um, it's just like a new car. When you buy it, the second the second you sign that deal and you drive off the lot, it's depreciated in value X fold. And that's the same with signing a contract. Like once these contracts are signed, once they ink that deal, the first one, two years on that, they're making buku dollars. It's not cap friendly. It's nothing good. We got the second half of the contract, which is cap friendly and it's fair market value for a quality receiver. So um, I think it was a good move and it was worth a number one pick. Um, and then, like I said, what they did in the draft, I think, is going to set the bills up nicely to see uh, exactly where uh, Josh Allen is. You know what? Mm -hmm. I agree, too, because uh, you and I are big fantasy players. You are a bigger fantasy football player than me. You actually got me into fantasy football. I was laughing at you and my friend Andy when you guys were playing, and then you guys won 1200 bucks, split 600 each. And I was like, holy shit. And um, 
So then I got into it. And, you know, your champ here, I won a, a standard league and converted my friend Sean Timmerman, who might see this, and I converted him to a PPR after that. Second year in the league, uh, playing fantasy football, I won a championship. I won a title. You know what I mean? And, you know, I won it my sophomore year and just, you know, just is what it is. And thank you, Fred Jackson, for having an almost MVP season that year. And, yeah, that that's called deep drafting, bro. So, anyways, um, you know – we followed this closely, and, and we knew that, that my trick to fantasy sports is always system changes, coaches changes. Average draft position is cute, but, like, you're taking Italian to me, the normies, the sheep. Cool. That's what the sheep are thinking? I don't give a fuck. I care about offensive system, targets, yada, yada, yada. Well, we knew that there was going to be a problem with the more run-first offense in Minnesota with, with Thielen and Diggs. And the way it worked out is Diggs is out of there. And he put Kirk Cousins on blast. Um, at the same time, I don't know if he's going to do that in Buffalo. You know, like, I don't know if he's going to do that. But I feel like the quote-unquote Bills culture of working hard is, is set up now to handle a guy like that. You know, but this is also, also the same staff that had a leg up in Calvin fucking Benjamin. And he's the fattest receiver known to man. And um, somehow they fucked that up when you know that guy. He was in your building. And, like, we had the Carolina Bills now, you know? And it's like that whole thing is this is the best draft so far for me, man. Like, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, uh, if you have a quarterback that can run an offense, there is enough weapons there to put Brian Horry there and, and, and fucking run it. You know what I mean? You can put Castle back there. You can get Cobb out of retirement. So, um, Stephon Diggs, any last word on that? Because I'm pretty stoked that the log jam worked out to the Bills' favor. And um, yeah, I think we we covered Stephon Diggs. Let's let's dive into this draft and uh, you know, I but uh, yeah, he's he's solid pick. So round two, Bills had their first pick, and um, going into the draft, I put on Twitter, I said number one, um, pretty much. Sneaky value because I personally like to have staggering contracts at positions. Uh, the Bills need a DN. They need a guy to replace Zoe. Uh, he was a very versatile linebacker. I mean, did a lot of shit. And he would even play, like, defensive tackle on pass rush downs, you know, and very versatile. But you're not going to invest. You're going to do the Milano or use, like, a later pick, hopefully, in the linebackers or bring somebody in off the street. They're a dime a dozen. Now, a defensive end, I was stoked on if the Bills won it second round or a, a defensive back just for value. But the Bills seem to be fine at defensive back. They didn't take one until the seventh. So the Bills drafted A.J. Epinesa out of Iowa with the 54th pick in the second round. So, Mike, what are your thoughts on him? Well, I mean, watching the tape, he's a big guy. He's got great size. He was a five-star recruit um, for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And... Um, he doesn't have the speed or athleticism that you see in a lot of the prolific pass rushes in the league today, but um, he can make plays. He, he's good with his hands and positioning. Um, and he, here's a quote from um, Mike Runner. It says, if he falls to the second round, it's going to be a huge steal. His production on the field and his game is not athleticism. His game is power. His game is the way he uses his hands and his verse. His game is versatility. 
So um, pro football focus had him ranked as the 20th prospect overall and the number two Ed rusher. Um, so I've seen him obviously lower on other uh people's projections but um i think it's a quality player and i think you know especially after getting rid of shaq lawson which i would have liked to see them keep shaq myself but it's it's all about dollars so i think in their mind they feel that they got a player of equivalent value um is he gonna be he, he has the potential to be a future pro bowler. Um, how long or will he get to that potential? We'll, we'll soon find out, but I think they got a great value with them in the second round for their first bet. Um, yeah. People had a great in the first round uh, runner from pro football focus. Some people are hit or miss on pro football focus. I don't know what to think. I do know that uh, they were offering pretty much people like me. Hey, fill out an email. You could scout tape. Yada, yada. Now what I'll tell you is, there's something about Shaq Lawson that isn't that that the media didn't let us know. I don't know if it's laziness, what it is, what it is, but I feel like they're nervous that they would have given that man some money. And me, I've been in Shaq Lawson's corner. I feel like he didn't get enough playing time. I feel like he is the forgotten first round draft pick of the Bills. Like he's to me what Jerry Hughes was to the Colts, where like he didn't do shit at the Colts his his on his rookie contract. So he got traded, I believe, his third year for Calvin Benjamin. Or Calvin Shepard, third-round pick former from LSU of the Bills during the Chan years. And, um, you know, he's been – and I'm so used to seeing him explode off the line. I'm used to seeing Shaq Lawson pretty good off the line, good burst. And then Trent Murphy goes in there. It reminds me of no disrespect to these guys, but slow like Chris Kelsey. And then I'm, like, looking at the epinacetate, frankly, and no disrespect to that man. But he doesn't – I, maybe it's just my eye on these on these t- on the tape, and I'm not. It's, I'm it's talking not some highlights. He doesn't look like he doesn't look like he fucking snaps quick. Yeah, I, I'm, he, he doesn't he look doesn't. fast twitch. He his game isn't speed. His he's not gonna like. He's not gonna blow you your mind with just athleticism. He's not gonna be faster than the other people on the other side of the ball. Um, he ran just just above. Um, a five zero um, on a forty time, so it's not like he's, he's not got... explosive, dude. He doesn't no, look it, and, and it's kind of it, like it's power. It's power. It, it's old school power, and um, you know, like I said, he he has the potential to be a pro bowler, but he is not pro bowler. Uh, I mean, how how yeah, good it, how good is his competition in Iowa compared to the SEC? You know what I'm saying, dude? Like he his first sack was against Josh Allen, and I'm you know the more I talk about, it, I can't wait to dive in because. We're going to do more more deeper player breakdowns. This is just a quick overview. Like, I'm kind of nervous because, you know, Mike, my heart is still broken. Like, it, it's almost synced the podcast because of yeah, Brandon you, Bean you, you, blowing you, you, all those draft picks that, that day we had the draft show. Because, like, I, you got to understand. Did the Bills still, have, Mike, listen real quick. The Bills still have so much cap space. They could have still signed Shaq Lawson. They could. Well, I think, and, they're not there, but I, I just feel like soon, sooner than later, I think they're going to use that cap space on Trey White. I just, it's just a feeling. I have no insight. Well, whatsoever. they have to, but dude, they're also quote unquote, believe it or not, saving space for Josh Allen, which you have to, you know, you want to develop them, yada, yada, right. yada. Well, but yeah, like, you, that's you a scary it. thought to me because 
the homers, the homers are gonna want to just sign it because oh, blah, blah, blah. it's just like, dude, I, I posted on Facebook like three months ago. Hey, um, which by the way, I haven't even put out this podcast yet with the guy who uh, was getting threatened from Baltimore, or I don't know, some crap. Uh, the guy who flew down to Baltimore to talk to the radio host who's talking crap about Bills Mafia. We were talking about this, you know, and it's just I don't know. Mike, back to you. Back to you. I'm over this. So No, yeah. So I, I think we're going to be good right there. I mean, like I said, he's got power in some of the things you may not have seen in tapes where maybe a attribute you would want, he makes up for it with his strength and the use of his hands. So um, we're going to see it on the field. I think you're going to see him get to the quarterback because of his other abilities, not his athleticism. So um, I don't think it was a bad pick. I, I think we're, we're good there, you know? And then uh, in the third round, they went with Zach Moss. Pick 86. It, pick 86. Yes. So what do you got for Zach Moss? He's out of Utah. A lot of people had him in the first round initially, and he's allegedly one of the last ones out of the top pack of uh, running backs. So you want to rail on that for a sec? Yeah, no, this this is a complimentary back to Singletary. Um, he is a bruiser. When it comes to running the ball, he breaks tackles. He broke .33 tackles per rush um, since emerging as a, a sophomore starter over there. So he is looking for contact. He's elusive. He's not explosive when it comes to speed. Um, but they don't need that. Um, so he doesn't have that home run breakaway speed, but pairing him with Singletary, he is going to put a hurt in on, on the, the opposing team because he's going to lower his shoulder. He's a big guy. Um, five ten, I think he's like two twenty or so. Um, not exact on that. Um, but no, he's, he's got size. And he is very elusive and a very powerful. He's five nine two twenty. Yeah, this is, uh, I thought it was five nine, not to be. Yeah, yeah, guy, yeah five nine two twenty. So he's a bruiser, and I I like the pick. I like how they, um, you know, with with having a defensive minded coach, and we've seen it so many years. Like you felt like the whole time we had racks like they would just completely ignore the offensive side of the ball. It was I don't just... know. They, they brought in free agents for sure. But in, in all the drafts, and I'm sick of it with McDermott, it's all been like, we're going to address the defense first. We're going to back up the brink truck for Star Wars right. because he's a lunch pal guy. And it's just like, exactly, fuck that. Exactly. It's like, you, you just told me that Darius sucks and can't be here when, frankly, that guy can yeah. do everything Star can. And then, like, four other tools in the fucking box. So, like, I don't know what they want, what way they want to go with it. Yeah, but so... The Bills, the, I, I definitely think um, the running back, though, Zach Moss, is going to be solid. He's not much of a – like, he, he can catch out of the backfield. He didn't get too many opportunities, but he definitely broke a ton, a ton of tackles. Um, so I think pairing him up with Singletary, because I don't think they felt that Singletary could have handled the load by himself, but he is definitely going to be an improvement. No offense to Frank Gore, but, you know, Frank Gore was at the end of his run. Um, hey so, man, hey man, let me go, let me rail on you with Frank Gore. I'm going to lead you into Zach Moss. Two things, Frank Gore. Um, I follow this very closely. It it was different play calls and situations for Frank Gore that he shouldn't have been in when his stats started to dip. Rewatch the tape, and you'll see he was fine. He was under for like five yards a clip for a minute, like for most of the time until like later on in the season. Like he was actually perfectly fine. 
did his job. And now what I'm worried about, here's my nervous me. Pass protection is a big fucking deal in the NFL. Your quarterback is a big deal. Now you're going to have a second year running back out there for pass pro. You're not relying on DJ Yeldon for that. And you're going to have Zach Moss out there, uh, a rookie in there for pass pro. That's a, I don't know, well, man. That that's a lot of bets, and I thought they were going to bring in. Uh, 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 I, I like I, having that veteran. I, I think I think Singletary can handle it at this point. I think he he's learned and he has that ability. Um, but I actually think you're going to see a lot of empty sets this year. So don't be shocked to see empty sets by the Buffalo Bills because I think for the first time they have the the offensive talent where that's possible and then empty sets they're tough to defend i mean if you go after the quarterback then you're leaving one-on-one at all your skill positions and you still have one-on-one with the quarterback and whoever's coming at him and he's not the easiest person to take down if he sees you coming so um yeah the bills are definitely definitely lining up for um more offense of production this year so what do you feel about Gabriel Davis, uh, round four, pick 128 for the Bills out of UCF, and uh, he's probably the top AAC receiver. Um, the yep. Bills clearly, you know, they've pretty much ignored receiver during the draft except for Zaybus Jones. And, um, yeah, so do you yep. want to rail on that? No, I like it. I like it. Um, he's got a respectable speed. He ran a 4-5-4 at the Combine. Um, so he's got good speed, good size, 6'2", 216, um, and he's young. Uh, both the receivers the Bills took in the draft, um, they declared after their junior year, so they could have both gone back for for another year. Um, so he's only 21. Uh, he might not be the most polished route runner at this point in his career, um, but with his size and you know, like you said earlier, you don't want to have to worry about that developmental period. Well, there's three, we already know who the top three receivers are in Buffalo. So he doesn't have to be on the field. He's coming in as a fourth, fifth option, um, you know, in, in the receiving core, and it's going to give him time to develop in the routes that he already can do that. You don't need any polishing on anybody can run a nine, a seven, you know, um, easier routes. Um, he's going to be able to come in and do those because he still has the bills. I mean, at this point, add him um, to the to the roster. You got Diggs, um, Gabriel, and John Brown, who all have exceptional speed and can really stretch the field. So um, I, I I like what they did with adding the two receivers because um, the the draft class was so deep it, with wide receivers this year that. Okay, so you take you take a swing. All right, he might be a bust. Who knows? Maybe Hodges isn't a bust. So I like what they did by drafting two, even though they already have three legitimate starters. And I want to say, how many receivers are we up to? How many bring into camp? We got to be bringing at least eight to camp because I think they still have Isaiah. Yeah, McKenzie. I thought they always bring in like nine or something like that. You know, yeah, they just no, saw no. the nine no. and they trim down to like five or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the direction. I like the focus on offensive talent. Um, so I think this is a, a great pick. Um, he's got a good, good catch radius. So, um, like I said, he's 21. So, even though he's not the most polished route runner, um, 
that's something he can. Yo, dude, he's gonna be behind Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, and correct. You know what I mean? And John Brown, and, and they're three different types of receivers. And the thing is, is this guy, to me, he's almost more like a Diggs from when I was watching. He finds space. You know what I mean? He tends to to, to find space, and it's like John Brown is more of your burner type, but he can run routes. You know what I mean? Like no doubt Absolutely. about it. But I don't know, man. I I just. I'm no. glad that they, they did something with it, you know, and, dude, I was, it's not many times that I'm impressed with late round receivers because you got to wonder, like, what they're asked to do, but the fact that there's no pressure on this kid, I like it even more. No, know? absolutely. Like I said, I, I like how they, they went strong on offense with this draft and, um, you know, um, I think... I think he's got a great opportunity to make the team, you know, like a fourth round pick. There's no guarantee he's going to be on the roster. He, he could be a practice squad. He, he could wind up in some other city, but um, given his size, speed, um, and his ability, I, I think he could end up in the roster for sure. All right. So pick 167, which is round five for the Bills. The Bills did what I posted on Facebook. That I was talking about earlier, and I forgot to get into it because I digressed into nothing. Um, I told on the Bills Mafia Facebook group the Bills should draft a quarterback, and I got literally death threats. It's like, oh, my God, get out of here, because Kyler Murray comes in as a rookie and puts up stats better than Josh Allen, so get the fuck out of here. Anyways, so the Bills take Jake Fromm from Georgia, and uh, Mike, you rail on it. I have, a, as I showed on the screen earlier, a plethora of notes, so... I'm gonna go back to writing the name on the whiteboard well, for some well, cues here. I mean, you, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a from special, so we'll we'll keep it. Let's light. just keep it light. Um, you know, he he's not very big. He's not very athletic. Um, he doesn't have the big arm, but he's a winner. You know, he he succeeded in the SEC, um, and he's pretty accurate with the ball. And uh, his problem, like I said, he just doesn't have the arm talent as, you know, you would want from an NFL league quarterback. But, you know, there are many quarterbacks in the league with similar skills um, that have made a career. So I think that uh, I think obviously based on what Bean said, he's like, you know, he fell this far. He's like, at this point, we were just following the board we were taking the best available player on the board and he was by far the best player at that time. And they took him. Yeah. So. That's my bullshit meter going. Yep. That's what we're going to do. Um, okay. So real quick, my quick notes for you. Cause we're going to do our, our special tonight or tomorrow or something. Um, look at man. The first thing I got away from him was the complete opposite of Josh Allen. He does not have the arm. Okay. In fact, the combine knocked him a bit. And they, they put it on display, and he was knocked for putting everything he had into the ball. But his accuracy up until five games of negative 50 or less than 50% accuracy, which is just more of an anomaly when you look at his career. And if you look at timing, oh, man. But the articles that come up on him are, are nuts. I mean, he was a top – PFF had him a top after his sophomore year. When he was his first year – yeah, yeah, first year of eligibility, I believe – he was a he was like a top thirty five draftable player like would have rent in rounds like three to four to them I believe last year, 
Um, and that's the thing is you get these quarterbacks and he lost a lot of guys uh, in my notes real quick. I just have he lost his, his number one pass catcher, uh, which was a tight end. He lost a 1,000 yard rusher in his center. Um, but what he does have that Josh Allen doesn't have is he's got touch, he's got rhythm, and, and he's pretty accurate with the ball now. If you look at his system, it's a little unorthodox, a little fucked up. Like the footwork is like a – I watched this QB um, coach thing. I wish I got, I got to credit the guy. I want a special, but he pretty much pointed out the footwork. And, and I don't care what sport you're playing. Footwork, footwork, footwork leads to everything. And he's late. For example, you're throwing a goal route, and he's taking extra steps in his drop when that ball needs to be out quicker than it was. The, the guy breaks it down. I'll throw a link to you, Mike, and you can check it out. But nice breakdown. I feel he offers something where if Josh Allen goes down, he can run the offense. He could also be a Peterman on steroids. You know what Motivation. I mean? Motivation. That's what, that's what we talked Motivation, because you got to understand – Josh Allen hasn't gotten a big contract, although they they've left space to give him a big deal, thinking and expecting him to be. If he digresses this year, that contract's not coming. He's not. He'll be he'll be in limbo like Jameis Winston. Like everyone thought after a couple years, Jameis. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then last year he goes thirty for thirty, five thousand yards. It's like well. He does this, but then he's turning. Bro, let me run. Over. Let me run one thing by you. You ready for this, dude? Seventy-eight touchdowns, eighteen interceptions. His whole fucking college career. This kid protects the ball, and he and, and when you watch him, dude, his his even in the SEC championship game, okay, he really fucked up. Like he had a very bad game. Um, but you're going against an NFL defense, which is a great gauge to watch this guy break it down for an hour. The QB school guy, and you know, man. He makes, dude, Mike, you got to watch it. Immediate decisions. He knows how to read a defense. Does he have some trouble with his eyes? Sure, but these college kids all need work. They need polishing. But if if his biggest knock is his arm strength, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. But no, again, absolutely. it's a fifth-round quarterback that was rated in the third round of PFF. So Decision-making is very big, and if, if you have a quality team, if you have a quarterback that's smart and knows where to put the ball and when to get the ball, you can always develop an offense for a quarterback. You know what I mean? So correct. Um, I I like the pick. I, like I said, it it puts um it puts uh, Josh Allen on notice and says, hey, you're our guy, but hey, if you don't make this step or you don't take this step, we're not we're not putting the farm we're not giving you the keys to the house we'll dive into that one soon mike so because so. again each player is going to have a little special even the kicker will have a 10 minute podcast on him tyler bass tyler bass pick number eight one eighty eight round six for the buffalo fucking bills kicker out of georgia southern tyler bass mike what can you tell us about tyler bass besides the fact that he can kick 50 yard field goals with one step with no offensive line in front of him. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, it's kind of a mad pick. I mean, you're looking for someone that can, I mean, Hauschka's, I believe on the second year, I think he just signed an extension last year. I think he still got one more year. Dude, Hauschka was fucking injured, right? Like an injury well, is going to throw you off. I, I don't Yeah, And he, he, well, with two seasons with the bills, 
he's hit just under, I believe, 80% of his kicks. So it's not like Hauska has been house money since coming to us. Um, But, I mean, this guy, uh, Bass, he's he's okay. I mean, he's not – he only made 20 or 28 kicks as um, a senior, which is nothing impressive. But he did – um, over the last two seasons, he's made the most 40 yard kicks in all of college football. So he does have the ability with kickers. It's just one of those things like you can have a phenomenal college career come into the NFL. Look at Ricky Agayo, you know, yeah, where is he now? Exactly. He got drafted in the first round. He had a phenomenal career at Florida state and he's nothing kicking's one of those positions it's it's in their head it's something that it's a rhythm um i i mean i used to kick i mean obviously i never had the leg strength as these guys but um you know who knows maybe he comes in and he's better in the nfl than he ever was in college because that's what he has to do that's what he needs to be to be an nfl kicker so um i think that's just like hey he's got the potential to have the leg strength for, you know, longer kicks. So let's see what we can get. If not, you know, you cut them and be done with it. All right. And Other that, six round pick number two Oh seven for the bills. Uh, Isaiah Hodges out of Oregon state. I have looked at nothing. This is where I stopped. I stopped at kicker. Um, so I'm going to rely on you while I mark up my whiteboard here. So he was a six round pick pretty much because of his 40 time um he ran a a 461 um so he he's not blazing but he's a big but he's a big guy he's a 64 210 um again like i said earlier he came out one year early he could have gone back for another year so he's only 21 um he's a patient route runner um and he's a tough uh, he's a tough guy to take down when he gets the ball, but he he's got a, a wide catch radius. So um, last year he uh, caught 86 passes for 1,100 yards in 13 TDs. Um, so he has a knack for finding the end zone. You got to figure he came from Oregon. So when you're trying to compare players, uh, one of the problems that you get is you have one player who's an elite wide receiver getting the ball thrown to him by an elite passer, you know? So when you have an elite passer throwing the ball, you're getting more on target passes. You're getting an easier, easier to catch ball. You're getting more opportunities. He didn't have that luxury in Oregon, but he still put up really good numbers. So again, I I like the pick. I like the bills going. So now we have a couple of size receivers. We got some burners, we got route runners. We got people that are good out of the slot. We got people who are good over the top, underneath, and deep. So we have the potential on offense, and he adds with his size a solid red zone threat. And who knows? He's only he's only 21, and he ran a 4.61, which is not fast by any means for given his size. I mean, that's not too bad. It's, you know, but uh, how, uh, he, how did he comp in like the other drills? You know what I mean? Is his agility there? We'll dive into that another time. Can I yeah, just ask you a question to wrap up on this guy? Is yeah. he the typical, just start off, he'll go and get a guy or is he more of a box out? Like, what is he? 
Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, he knows how to use his size, and I mean, does he got good feel? To... You think in his routes? Um, yeah, he's a patient route route runner. Um, and he he can track the ball well. So okay. he is a guy that you can just throw out there. And like I said, it, it, they're wide receivers, so they're we don't know who's gonna hit and who's gonna miss. And I like the fact that they said, hey, let's take two. And I think that and this also goes to um, um. Uh, running back who was just drafted. Um, Zach Moss had uh, injury, so he's coming back. So he was a little slow. I think a little more time and under better training facility and better regiment that he may have had at college in the NFL, he might be able to actually gain a step. And I think that's also possible with Hodges as well. So maybe uh, a little different training regimen, and maybe they can get his speed up just a little bit. But okay. um you know, I definitely think it was a it was a solid solid for the Bills to go to wide receivers and I so, like it. Um, like last, I said, they're both young. Last pick, uh, Dane Jackson out of Pitt, seventh round pick, number two thirty nine. Now let me go. Uh, he's a cornerback. Now let me tell you a little something. I'm going to lead this off. I don't know fucking shit, but I do love Leslie Frazier. As you know, I followed the Vikings really tight too years back, and I'm a big Leslie Frazier guy. I, I mean, uh, he's awesome, and I support that dude. You know, on that legendary fucking team back in the day, Bears, and um, you know, he's in the shuffle video. He's a legend. He he clearly did it. He won it, and they know how to develop defensive backs. That's Sean McDermott's position, um, as well to specialty. So I trust him, and um, I gotta say, I don't mind having a a, a round seven defensive back come in. Now, granted. Could these guys all get caught, Mike? Sure. Are they going to make the team? Sure. Maybe not. You know, a seventh-round pick? Probably not. But I get really excited on the undrafted free agents, which we'll talk about in another episode. Um, now, what I like about this pick is I'm curious to see the development of them. So do you have any thoughts at all? No, I, I think I have a good reason as to why they picked him. You know, it's obviously – this late in the draft, you know, you're trying to find whatever you can jam if possible. But I think they took him because his competitive spirit, like it shows on tape. He definitely got picked on beyond that, but you can see that he doesn't back down and he doesn't give up. Um, so I think pairing that just mentality with uh, the Bills defensive uh, system I think he's going to fit in well. And I think that they're going to have room um, in nickel packages that they'll probably be able to roll him out in. Um, but he's not, he, he's fearless. Um, and I think that little different coaching, coach him up a little bit um, because he definitely got picked on. He, he, uh, he gave up 20 red zone TDs. So he, he definitely got picked on, but remember he, he was on a, a team, ACC, he had some steep competition at times where, yeah, you're going to get picked on when you're getting scored on a lot. You know, they, they got to score. You think he just has that mentality? There must be something in his game they think they could coach out of him. If the coaches even saw him, you know what I mean? Because. Mm. Oh, no, no. I mean, he, he, he's definitely, he's got good size, six foot. Um, you know, like I said, he, if you watch the tape, you can see that he, 
it's not that he gave up at any point. He never backed down. I think they took him because you can see he he's in it and he gives his all every single play. So I think with in their mindset, they can say, look, we see what you did here, here, here. We can see why this was the result on these plays. We could fix that. Right. We think that from what we see on the tape, that if we make an adjustment here, here, and here, that you're going to be just fine, that you're not going to be giving up these plays in our system. So um, I think that they liked his his fiery nature on the field and because that's something you also can't teach too. Like you have people that are just kind of there riding their talents and you have people that their motor never stops. So I think when you see that and if you think you can make an adjustment and make that player better, perfect take him he's a hard sure. worker man so and, and that's the thing is a lot of these guys dude i mean look at he's picked number 239 and my coolest part about my my again to reset this whole thing and to, to offer a, a closure here um mike and i followed this draft for a long time together we went to a couple draft parties that we've been invited to or as in like we just go to a bar with our dumb bills gear and, and we win, win stuff out of the raffles we kill it you know, so I follow this a lot with you, Mike. And I got to say, um, pretty functional draft. Not a lot of, you know, not a lot of flash or pizzazz. Maybe Zach Moss, which in hindsight could be a better player. I, I, he looks more, to me, like reminds me of um, a lot of people are saying Travis Henry. And other people are saying maybe Beast Mode 2.0 because, like you were saying earlier, dude, his his yards after contact are ridiculous. Yeah, so. he's a battering ram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, guess and what? I think that just fits with the what the Bills want to do. They want to they want to beat you up. I think they're going to run. Um, now they got all these offensive weapons. They're definitely going to stretch the field. And um, I think they're to the point where they're like, hey, we're going to exploit you any way we can. Um, and like I said, I think he's a, a solid complement to Singletary, um, who has that that speed and the ability to catch. Um, I think I think the Bills definitely, and, you know, I already told you this. I think they're definitely players that i'm going to target in my fantasy league i i normally would never tell hey target some buffalo bills players in your fantasy i, I think that you can this i year. don't think you do that mike um i think you're crazy and uh you do this every year and we're not talking about this right now so like we can have our fantasy bills podcast we're gonna leave that right there we're gonna end josh allen is gonna be a top 10 fantasy quarterback all right so that's mean? on another episode of mike smitty coming to you soon josh Allen fantasy because mike smitty is going to start doing his own podcast feeds that email to me and we're gonna fucking badge him with his own intro music and uh we're gonna put him up on the feed so it's gotta go mike 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 now i gotta I go make to my the own level beats and i gotta too. you guys you, you guys know, didn't you know just, you just ruined I, everybody's ears right now I mean, also make my own beats guys that's things come to you, you know, that's that's box. and that's mike if you're looking on the screen <laughs> uh brought to you by numbillsfan.com now Russia. real quick this shirt that looks sweet yeah, that's right. They're for sale. Twenty-one bucks shift. I got the ad coming. Now this uh, tank top thing. I don't have a shirt. Yeah, you. I got one for you, bro. This tank top again, designed by Rob Antonucci. This is pretty fucking sweet. All right, if you're watching on the camera, you're missing out. It's blue. It's got a red outline of a helmet. 
It says Numb Bills fan with the classic uh, graffiti thing. It's got three icicles underneath it because, you know, it's so hot out. You want to be cool that you wear a shirt with icicles on it. And um, actually a tank top with icicles. And then we have a Numb Bills fan koozie here. It's holding up my sign. Move that back. And uh, as you can see, it's the same logo that's on my shirt. And uh, pretty stoked. So check Numb Bills fan out. If you want to shoot a DM or an email, uh, Dave at NumbBillsFan.com. And um, I can hook you up with some stuff and also working out on a package. I have some little ad flyers and stuff, but I've actually had all this stuff made, Mike, in the summer before the season. And I was just, like, too fucking lazy to, like, post ads and do all this stuff because that's how much that Josh Allen draft pissed me off, Mike. Okay. And, you know, I love my second and third round picks, and they're gone. They're all gone that year for two players into a bad system like well josh allen's gonna be a top 10 fantasy quarterback so maybe you can put him on your roster and thank the lucky stars that you got him well maybe the bills can develop a quarterback and i'll be fucking happy but i don't know because ever since that new england game last year josh allen can't hit a deep ball to save his life because they must have gotten his head and and you know brian daywell use your fucking head right on the tv there remember that i was watching uh shout out to tim avery i was at his wedding which he texted me to Remember Tim Avery? Ever meet Tim Avery? He used to write for numbillsfan.com, and he is hopefully soon again. So I got to get him on. Mike, any last words brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports Podcast? And, um, you know, if you want a shirt or something, hit me up. And uh, I have other podcasts coming too. One's going to be called Burnt Coffee Podcast, if you're into like getting to the bottom of shit. Another one is going to be called Work Logs, which is going to be funny work stories. Another one's going to be called, like, uh, garbage time which is going to be just me talking mad shit just fire up a camera and just fucking go so mike do you have anything you want to promote besides yourself um what is your company that goes between buffalo and rochester oh mike's assembly and repair we're uh, assembling fitness equipment outdoor equipment furniture anything with nuts and bolts kids play sets pergolas pavilions if you need it put together i'm the best guy around so uh, you know, hit us up, find us on Facebook or, uh, you know, get in my DMs. Yeah. And, um, if you're looking for any drywall remodeling work from me, yours truly, David Palermo, I do travel to Buffalo. I'm out of Rochester, New York, but I do travel to Buffalo. I have friends there too. that can help you out if you need any light duty interior stuff, painting, drywall, specialty is drywall. So if you have a textured ceiling, like at mom's at Mike's mom's house, I can get that bitch down for you and make it smooth real smooth and even paint it so again this has been numb bills fan that's mike smitty at fantasy smitty f-a-n-t-a-s-y-s-m-i-t-t-y on the twitterverse and i am your host david palermo here and uh it's been real can't wait to break down all these players we got the jake Fron comma one within a day or two so again tune in everywhere numb bills fan on instagram twitter and um you know facebook too so do that shit Mike, any last words? No deuces. Deuces. All right, that's Mike Smith. See ya.